following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello and welcome to The Break. This is exactly what The Break always looks like. This is the crew. This is the new crew. We're, we're, we're going to break some news here. Rob Phillips. I'm just kidding. Rob Phillips, Amber Garcia, Dave Hellman. I'm Nick Eatman. This is this week's version of The Break here. The in evening the, news or a Cowboys podcast? A little bit of both, even Seems though that way. it's not even noon yet. Uh, True. Currently. All right, I'm trying to figure out Academy Sports and Outdoors, the studio. This is kind of still a little bit new for us, but we're going to talk Cowboys. We're not talking Cowboys. We're going to talk Cowboys, even though we've got Rob Phelps from Talking Cowboys. Thanks a, very, for, a very different show. Thanks for filling in. How's it different? You know, different personalities. A lot less you know? grumpy. Yeah. More How hair. is it different, Rob? No, it's, it's, there's, <laughs> again, different, different personalities, different Different folks. Happier folks? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I was just saying a little bit more hair over here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Too. All right. Well, everybody's – well, Derek's still out. He's he's one that's out. Uh, I think he's in Las Vegas or something work-related. Uh, but, um, Rob, you just got back from a trip. Dave was last week going all over Texas. I, I was traveling too. Yeah. Amber, I don't know if you've been anywhere this month. No, I know you I've were... been chilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, bully for you. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, don't ask me what I do during the offseason. That's my new, like, like you, like, you make small talk with people, and they're like, well, what do you do in the offseason? Like, don't ask me it's, that anymore. It sucks to answer that because you've got an answer, but nobody really understands it. So it's just kind of like, well, this must be a really easy time. And, you know, for it's really not. False. <laughs> it's not, and you always say the offseason ends, like, right now. So that's a yeah. comforting thought. We're only, like, halfway through. But once you get to draft time – after traveling, the, we've got what OTAs coming up next month. People, people like to roll their eyes at this, but like starting from the day the draft starts, every week after that, there is a football-related activity happening until training camp. Well, and then I mean they take June off from, but from from early May until the end of June, there's dudes out on the field doing football stuff at least once a week. For the for two months, mm -hmm. like their the off season is basically over for all intents and purposes. Well, Rob, you got a little bit smarter yesterday. That's the way I always <laughs> when this happens. Uh, briefly, kind of explain where you went to to Florida and, and what's going on there. Yeah, went down to South Florida. Uh, Kent Garrison as well interviewed a legend, former Cowboys head coach Bill Parcells for a Deep Blue that we're doing in what August. These How's he doing? Own. He's doing great. He's 76 years old now, which he told me wow. that, and I was, it just didn't strike me that he's that age. You think about it, okay, he left the Cowboys, he was mid-60s, yeah. but he's fully into retirement. He has 13 horses. He's, he's uh, training horses now, raising them. You said it was Boarding a hard. Boarding and training them, which my uncle used to do that, and that's not cheap, but he's got some money, so, yeah. you know, he's doing okay. It was a hard out, you said, at 1045, like he had to go. Was it, like, golf? He looked golfy. He was, he was dressed. He was golfy dressed, for yeah. sure. I don't know for sure what he was up at. Probably golf. Uh, he lives down there, enjoys it. Um, we had a good visit. We're going we're gonna to document the 03 season, his first year in Dallas, and how he kind of changed the culture and how I think it's still – 
there's still ripple effects today for what they do around here. Some of the, some of the philosophy and stuff. So he shook things up and and he was entertaining. Like you said, we always learned something. Yeah. When he was uh, running press conferences here, pretty funny stuff. So it'll be good. I do miss those press conferences. A little more entertaining than the ones we sit through now. It's true. Well, Slightly. Just... Slightly. Yeah. And, you know, when Wade Phillips took over, it was from Bill to Wade. It was it was a bunch of a ch- it was a change. But then when Garrett, it's it's been it's just kind of gone one way a little bit. Yeah. Look, fellas. Look, fellas. All right. So the Cowboys, it's been a little bit of news here, I guess, in the last uh, well, since... few weeks. There may be a little bit more in the next few days, but come I, I would imagine with Coney Ely, Coney Ely signing Cowboys have signed defensive end Coney Ely. What does this mean? Is this just, just another guy that can come in here and I love to hear Brado's opinion on that. He was very passionate about the Cowboys not signing this guy or why they would sign him. But we went over all that already. Well, but, I mean, and we talked about this. I was on talking. We're just we're kind of just double dipping, you know, double yeah. dipping. But it's a little bit of both, I think. Um, it's it's this is a very reminiscent signing of a lot of things the Cowboys have done, honestly. It makes me think of Jonathan Cooper a little bit, a highly touted guy. Uh, His career probably hasn't worked out the way he thought it would, given his draft stock. The Cowboys loved him. They brought him in on a visit. Um, And he's available for for a cheap price. He's on a one-year deal. I think only 200 grand of his contract is guaranteed. Uh, So at best, he's a guy who could come in and maybe find the form that made him a top, I think, 50 draft pick or whatever it was. Uh, and really be a big piece of your pass rush. And at worst, he's a guy that you don't, you're not obligated to if, if, if it doesn't work out. I, I don't think there's anything that keeps them uh, from cutting him if they decide that that's the best way forward. So, boom, it, boom uh, high potential, low risk, I guess is what I'm trying to say. To me, that's, it's, he's Demontre Moore. He's the same thing, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, when is he suspended then? Uh, well, yeah. okay, hopefully okay, without, without the, that. Hopefully without the baggage. <laughs> hopefully without that. And this is a guy, maybe this is a little different, because this is a guy they had their eye on four years ago, yeah. interested in him in the draft, put in a claim for him, I think so, last year. Last year. Yeah, yeah they did, last Jets August. Got him. Yeah. So, you know, they obviously like him a lot. Dave said, low risk. If he can step in, be part of a rotation, we'll see. Now, I, I'm interested to see how it works, though, with Taco because he's got to earn the snaps, but he got a lot of snaps after Demontre Moore left and seemed to play better. So what do you do there? Bottom line is Rod likes as many possible ends as, as he can. I mean, he just wants he just wants to shuffle guys in and out. But at some point, I think you, you'd like to see Taco take the next step. Well, I would hope – I mean, who no, – it's, it's April, but I would hope – Coney Ely could work the right side with Tyrone Crawford and Taco could work the left with Demarcus Lawrence. That's what I would like to see. I think I would put Taco at left end. I'm not trying to turn that guy into a right end. Um, Where do you play Irving? Three tech. Three tech? Or, or defensive tackle in general, but three tech if I can, for sure. Because yeah. he talked about, he told us last year he was playing heavier and maybe end was a possibility well, and next he, year. He we'll played see. some end in 2016, not so much last year. Yeah. Um, he could... I. He's so disruptive at tackle, and I think I mean there's some stuff you got to figure out there. I know this is assuming he'll be back. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. it's April. What's today? April 11th. 11th. So I mean, in the deadlines in nine days, we haven't heard a lick of news about somebody offering David Irving a contract. So I'm assuming he'll be here. Um, I would play him at tackle. I wonder because I think Malik Collins is a better three tech. 
Uh, and yeah. David Irving is great at disrupting the passer too, so I wonder how they'll balance that out. But and what do they draft? Yeah, and you draft, yeah, for sure. you draft somebody that, that could change everything. Absolutely. I, I think I think when you're you're talking about the end though, you've got Coney Ealy now, you've got Taco. Amber, there's, if there's a great defensive end sitting there at 19, none of these two guys, and even with DeMarcus on a one-year deal, nobody's sitting at defensive end that's going to prevent you from drafting another one, right? Anyway. I mean, what round? First, first round. Let's no. See, we're talking 19th. I mean, yeah, no, nobody's going to prevent you from, from taking that spot. No. I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence is a key part too. I mean, he's not. It's not a guarantee that he's going to come back. You don't I just feel draft like for this you year. You got enough guys right now to get the job done, and that I feel good about. Is yeah. it great? Like again, bringing this guy in, yeah, he could take reps away from Taco, but at the same time, you you want to allow that because what if Taco goes out? Right. Then you want the guy coming up next to be prepared as well. Yeah, that's I, a good. Rod wants eight guys and just move them in and out, keep them fresh. So he want, he's he's all about quantity. I sat next to him yesterday eating lunch, and um, he's a lot closer to a three technique, if not a one technique, than he is the Talking about Coney Ely. Ely. I thought you were talking about Rod for a second. I was like, <laughs> I don't think he should play any position. No, but, no probably not. But – Tony Ely's a big guy. Yeah. I mean, if he plays in, that's great. Remember, he was playing in a 3-4 scheme at defensive end. So, you know, to me, 3-4 defensive end is really a tackle. And, right. And that maybe that's where they're going to they're gonna play him. But yeah, totally. Man. He's going to have to change some things around a little bit to be, to be an end. But, you know, what's Taco's biggest problem? Strength. You know, yeah. just And so maybe you're getting a guy that can, that can play the run a little bit. Yeah. So, It'll be interesting to see, but I, I think it's a good move. I mean, I, he's not – it's probably great for him. It's but. absolutely a good move. I mean, I, I this is as good as I th – I believe this is as good as I've felt about the Cowboys' pass rush in the time that I've covered the yeah. team. Just, I mean, they got they got guys. And, no, I mean, it's not uh, it's not like the Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, Denver pass rush, but it's I think it's got a chance to be really good, especially I assume – I know they're going to add to it one way or the other, yeah. whether that's with an edge rusher at 19 – or a D tackle in the third or fourth round, they will draft. I think they will spend a valuable draft pick on a defensive lineman at some point. So you add that guy into the mix. And honestly, I think that's important because as good as they are primed to be this year, there's not a lot of certainty for next year. I mean, DeMarcus is on a one-year deal. Tyrone's coming up on the end of his contract. Irving, if he plays here, will likely be on a one-year deal. Um, Ely's on a one-year deal. Obviously, that's who we're talking about. So you got a lot of question marks for 2019. Uh, so I think, you know, even with all the bodies on the line, I think drafting guys is, is a great idea. Fans seem to like this signing, too, which is interesting to me. Really? Yeah. Well, a little scary if you judge just straight off your mentions, but I felt like yeah. <laughs> I feel like they, they seem to like the fact that it was a low-cost guy who's got some upside who they've heard about before, which is a little different from the – the reactions we got early in, not to in the free agency where it's like, oh, you're just signing low-risk, low low-cost guys. I'm not trying to be a total jerk, but fans get excited if they know the name. And Ely was a guy that they brought in. I mean, he was an official visitor. He was on the cover of our draft magazine a couple years ago. I mean, he was a big-time prospect. And he has, speaking mm. of which, speaking of draft magazines. Kurt Daniels plug, yes. Um and he's, I mean, he has today 495 online. He has tapped into that potential at points in his career. I mean, I think we said it when we when we knew he was coming in to visit before he even signed. Yeah. If the Panthers had won Super Bowl 50, he probably would have been the MVP. Like he played out of his mind. Yeah. So 
there's talent there that he can hopefully tap into. It's just a matter of whether or not he does it here. All right. Let's shift gears a little bit to the wide receiver position. I was going to ask you a question. Yay. Okay. But oh. It wasn't about wide receiver. Really. Oh, okay. Well, you, you went to Canada and you... I did. You had a trip over there visiting, uh, what is Crawford's camp's name? Uh, oh, I thought you said, what is his name? It was Tyrone Crawford. No, his camp that he does. Uh, Windsor's finest. There we go. Windsor, Ontario. Well, there you yeah. go. But the point is, here's something I'm curious about. You got a chance to talk to Tyron Smith. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he spoke about his injury and how he's feeling right now. Right. So how did he look out there? I know he wasn't obviously doing... Like it's number football. three on my list to talk about Tyron Sorry, Smith. sorry. I'm it's just, okay. I mean, you got a chance to talk to it's him. Okay, to let's me. talk about him. He's going to be on the team, so we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. jump and we'll talk about him. You mention you're throwing the implications around. Oh, <laughs> Tyron Smith, he's going to be on this team for years. He's the guy, left tackle. I did talk to him a little bit. He's doing, he's doing great. He says he feels as good as he's felt in a long, long time. His backfield, he said, great, amazing, and awesome. How believable was that? Was uh, it convincing? Well, usually I believed him. You know, I mean, I I think it was it was convincing. Um, typically, you know, when I'm looking up at somebody like that, <laughs> I say, when you go to shake, really you go to shake Tyron Smith's hand and he just envelops yours in this bear claw. Yeah. Yes, Tyron, sounds good. Yes. Whatever you <laughs> Glad say, you're man. better. Whatever you say. Jerry did second that, by the way, though, at the owners' meetings a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Said no indication from what he's been told he should be fine. Uh, in terms of his health. Had the decision to have surgery, and there really was no need for it. Yeah. There was no need for surgery, which is which is good. So let's let's see what happens. I mean, you're not going through practices every single day. And I know what yes. your your point is. You're like, I'll believe it when I see it. When, and he's got to go through 16 games. I get it. But I think for right now, he's feeling good. Well, it's good to hear that anyway. He's got to go Marvelous. through. He's got – I'm such a huge Tyron Smith fan. He doesn't have to go through 16 games. He's got to go through, like – five practices in Oxnard where he does I mean if we get out there if if the narrative all off season is that he feels as good as he has in forever and we get out there and on day four yeah. he's on a vet day I'm just like oh what are you, what's going on right. um so that's what I'm curious to know I want to know when we when they really start playing football even in just a practice setting how's that going to hold up and not that they're concerned but they are clearly taking steps to improve their depth there now, we don't know how that's all going to shake out in terms of – it doesn't sound like Lyle Collins wants to play – that's plans on playing yeah. they uh, guard. Might, they might have improved their depth there. Well, they don't no, know that They've yet. taken steps to try to. Yeah. At least they brought in a guy who's played in the Super Bowl, started in the Super Bowl, Cameron Fleming. So, we'll see. They're obviously – they looked at Tyron's situation and said, we've got to upgrade the backup spot. Yeah. Now, Chaz Green's still on this football team. I think, this, I think they did better than getting a Byron Bell. I think, I think yeah. from what they did two years ago, I think Fleming and Martin are, are uh, Marcus Martin are better. Uh, but I, you're right. I think it all stems on Tyron Smith. And, and then what, what happens there with Lyle Collins? I think Lyle's got a chance to move inside. But um, I don't think he is going to move in there. I, I think the Cowboys are thinking about that. I think just like they're thinking about Zach Martin playing tackle one day if he needs to. I think if you move a guy to right tackle and he does well in his first year, I think they'd be foolish to move him inside. We're gonna. It's gonna be fascinating because on this very set yesterday, Broadus said in his gut he thinks that Lyle's gonna move, and I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with you. The point I was trying to make, Rob, is 
They've only done something about their depth if they don't try to make guys move. I'm mm. like, you only have you only have three good tackles if one of them's not playing guard. Otherwise, yeah. then you just have two good tackles again, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and so yeah, I I don't I mean I I think I've said it in as many ways as I can by now that I hate that idea. I mean, we'll see what they decide to do, and then obviously the draft plays into that as well. If if they draft an offensive tackle high. Yeah. Then that gives them a little bit of freedom to play around if they want to. But same with guard. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, that's that's exactly what we talked about with David Irving. You know, let's see if they get an end or a tackle that might decide where he plays. I think if they get a guard or a ta- or a tackle on offense here, that might decide where Lyell plays. That's that's the advantage of a position flex, but it's not really good for the player. We've talked about this on Talking Cowboys. Sounds I'm like sure Brian. you guys have too. So player. Player. What do we say about Byron Jones? You know, versatility, great. Do you still, at this point, three years in, where does he play? That's I think with with Lyell, you saw enough progress. I thought he played his best football down the stretch, even when he kind of was dealing with a back injury. He might have been the best player on the team down the last month of the season, yeah. in all honesty. All the top guys that he faced, all the reps he got, what you invested, that, to me, he's, he's such a, a piece of what you're trying to do going forward, I wouldn't move him back. But, again, it's that whole best five thing. So we'll just see how it shakes out. I hate the best All right, five. Well, hey, man. That's just my opinion. You know, I'm muttering it right now. Don't, yeah. don't, don't mutter it. Say yeah, it. Say it. I hate the best five thing. <laughs> I hate it. I do, too. It's because dumb. Because Lyle Collins is a good right tackle. Yeah. But he's not necessarily a good as good at, at guard. I mean, who's to say that just because he's the best five, this isn't basketball where they all kind of can do the same things where it's just the best five players play. It's, it's, it, it's different. I understand the logic, but I agree with you guys because I think you could argue Chaz Green, if he hadn't started at guard, he might have been a better tackle when needed to play late in the season because he had spent those reps at tackle and training camp and not trying to play another position. Yeah. You know, they tried to do that best five thing with him and then moved him back to tackle. And when he did, was time to play, obviously he struggled. Yeah. All right. I agree with uh, – let me just add real quick to Throw that. Throw it in I there. I agree yes. to that, but real quick, if that was the case, I mean, I wouldn't be feeling devastated. I would obviously rather um, – Lyle Collins to play tackle, but him playing a guard, he still did a good job there. And he, I think he's good enough of a player to overcome that and be great at guard, too. So It's I not don't, the worst thing in the world. I don't disagree with you, but it's just like, why? why? No, I get I it, mean, but worst case scenario, I mean, it's still not a worst case. You know? Hashtag best five. <laughs> I'm going to reserve getting too angry about it until we see what happens in the draft, but I, I don't. I have I have a, I like another it. theory about this that that could be what the Cowboys are thinking here. We'll take a break here. We'll be back and we can discuss the offensive tackle, and then maybe we'll get to the wide receiver position. Maybe talk about as well. Receiver. Be right back on the break. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so 
so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. All right. Back here on the break, Rob Phillips sitting in. Thank you for joining us. Derek is sitting out. Thanks for Again. having me. Again. Again. How He's a busy man. Yeah. We do the show I once forgot. a week. I forgot last time. It's more than half of the shows we've done. In the what episode. I'm curious about, and I don't really don't know why, but when he comes back and he starts to to bring out the total of, of you know, episode 14, oh, whatever. How many did we miss? Yeah. Right. I don't know. You think he's going to be caught up? I mean. Yes, he will. All right. He, it's in the back of his head. All right, real quick. Let's continue talking about offensive tackle, guard, Lyle Collins situation. Do you think it's possible the Cowboys are looking at this like maybe maybe they do draft a tackle sure. and thinking, all right, we'll move Lyle in. That's, that'll get our best five on, on the field. But the Tyron injury, you never know what's going to happen again. Maybe next year is going to be just as bad as last year. Maybe it's going to be worse. Maybe it's better to have more tackles there. So Lyle, we think of him as a tackle long term. But right now, as we're trying to figure this out, we have a chance to get an offensive tackle sitting at 19. Maybe they, they go that route. Absolutely. And Mike McGlinchey was a visitor. He's arguably the best tackle in the draft. They brought him in. I mean, I can't imagine why they would do that. I mean, you, wanna, you want your options as wide open as possible. Where's he from? Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, yeah. Notre Dame's, I mean, O-line you. My God. Zach Martin, Ronnie Stanley, this kid, Quentin Nelson. Nelson yeah. Um, anyway. The only reason I could think that they would consider drafting that guy is to move Lyle to guard and have Mike McGlinchey or who, Connor Williams, whoever, be your swing tackle behind Cam Fleming. That would be my guess. But if you don't draft a tackle, it makes more logical sense to just have Fleming as your swing tackle. Yes. Because then if something happened to Tyron and you've got Fleming at your right tackle, then what do you do? You move Collins back to tackle? And have to shuffle him out, and then you got to replace guard. I think it's uh, you're you're changing out so many pieces at that point. It would be smart of them to try to draft a guard with one of their, I mean, an offensive lineman with one of their more valuable picks, and whether that's a guard or a tackle, I think will say a lot about what they plan to do. Yeah, it, you could do either because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, both those guys, Martin Fleming, one-year deals. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I had Will Hernandez all mocked to go right. at 19. I, and you, I changed I it last think, minute. I don't but think there's anything – I don't think you needed to change it because I think that's still something they could consider doing. Well, okay. I would do but, that. Would you – Yeah. Well, with the thank chance, God maybe, Mickey's not here today because he'll jump right over the table at you. But Speaking of different personalities. I'm just saying. Shows. Why? Huh? Why? Well, because maybe he's not 
number one, would you play your number one over first-round pick right away? Maybe not. So are you wasting a pick in year one? He also thinks you could get a guy in the second or third Mickey round. Thinks, Mickey thinks that – He's, for, and he's, he's forgetting he's, about David Arkin and guys he's, he's got a point. I mean, Mickey just thinks it's a, a little absurd to need to use a first-round pick essentially on your entire offensive line. I mean, which I can see the point, but again – the draft is all about best value, like what, like what's there for you, where you're picking, and how does it make sense. And if it's a guard, then just draft the guard. I don't think that will be the case, but I'm, I wouldn't kill him for making that pick. I, I, I look at it from a value standpoint. Yeah. And when you're in the 19th pick and you can get a guard like that, you're going to get one of the better guards. And I think you make that decision before you draft him about can he play or not. You, you, that's what you have, 47 scouts all over the place yeah. that are sitting there and probably living in El Paso for a while. Can this guy come right in and play? If he can, then he's worth the pick. If yeah. he's not, those are the decisions you've Not got. to mention, so, I mean, I say this all the time, off guard is maybe the only big position of need on this team where a first-round pick would definitely play 100% of the snaps. Comes in and plays. I think it'd be great. So maybe I'll change my two cent next time. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, maybe it's a receiver. My argument has been, uh, I'll let you we'll segue. That's good I'm just saying, maybe we'll, I, we'll take a receiver. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they I, will. I just feel like it's the strength of your football team, and it became not the strength of your football team last season. Everything's yeah. built around Zeke and making sure the table is set for Dak Prescott. You got to make sure it's fixed. And right. if, that, if that you can find a guy who's going to step in and, and dominate for you year one, I mean, yeah, take him. Tyron Smith missed three games last year that just missed the whole game. And then there was two others that he missed most of it as well. I think Oakland and Seattle, he tried to play a little bit and couldn't. Yeah. Those five games, uh, the Cowboys gave up 19 sacks in those five games. They gave up 32 overall for the year. 19 of them came in those five games. I know Atlanta was the big one, but, I mean, even after that with, with the Eagles the next week, it was four. Yeah. So It was not pretty. Not pretty. All right. Let's go. Let's talk about wide receiver. Get there. Uh, We're there finally. What? What about it? What about it? What well, about it? Katie well, Cannon's a guy that can come in and really do some things, stretch the field. I mean, higher of course, up the depth what chart. Do we, what higher. do you think we're going to talk about? Brian Brown released. <laughs> they cut Brian Brown. What does that do to shake oh, it up? No. Lance Lenore did a nice job. Des Bryant. Let's What's talk about the news. Well, there isn't any news right now, and we're getting close to the off-season conditioning program, which starts next week. Uh, April 16th on Monday, they better figure this out with Des Bryant. They need to figure it out. Is he on the team or not before this thing starts? And that's the question I'll ask you guys. Do you think that he will be? Do you think this thing will be resolved? How about that? One way or another, do you think it will be resolved this week? And that means he's cut or they come out and say, Des is on the team. And they're probably going to come out and say it in a way of like, what are you guys talking about? He's on the team. He's got a contract. I've been out a couple days. Sorry, Dave. I've been out okay. a couple days, came back, and you brought this up, and I hadn't thought about this timeline-wise. Guys coming back in the building, voluntary, voluntary off-season program. You don't want guys getting hurt. I, I've always thought you wait till after the draft and you see what you do in the draft. But maybe, maybe they don't wait to have a resolution. And Jerry did say a couple weeks ago he was trying to meet with him in the short you know, short-term period of time. So maybe this is the week. They're going to meet. I think we, we know that. I think that we have figured out here that they are going to meet this week and they're probably going to meet on Friday of this week to talk about it. Maybe that means something's going to happen then. Maybe it doesn't. But, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't met earlier. But I, from, from what we're hearing, it sounds like they're going to talk on Friday. 
And I, I hope so, honestly, because for the life of me, I can't figure out why this is why this has gone on this long. Because yeah, like the logical conclusion is to think, well, they'll wait till after the draft, see what happens in the draft. But they don't want a guy that they plan on cutting to blow his knee out during voluntary workouts, which start Monday. Which, assuming he wants to come, I don't know. But you can't open yourself up to that risk. But if that was in your mind all along, why why did you wait till now? Like I don't really get it. I don't understand why they've been talking about potentially sitting down with this guy since January, and it's it'll be April 13th on Friday, and that's oh. supposedly yeah, you know, uh, ooh Friday the 13th. Oh, ooh. is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yikes. My goodness gracious. I, I Jerry, hey Jerry did say a couple weeks ago in Florida. Jason's that, involved. Huh? Jason's. It. <laughs> he like, probably won't the, be involved. The machete guy. Halloween. Right. Halloween man. Ooh. The machine. Uh, oh, no, a lot of cuts. <laughs> God, <laughs> my God. All right, different show. Let's See, talk. Jerry, Jerry said timelines had had conflicted so so far in this offseason. How? I I agree. I mean, it's been How? three months. Well, guys, you get that flip phone guys. You call him. <laughs> you pick up the phone. Face to face meeting. You get your phone. You open it up. Okay, I know Des. <laughs> I know Des went to Australia. He's got an iPhone now. And I know the front Jerry office went on vacation. Like. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that there wasn't a day in February or March where Dez could drive up here from South Lake okay. and sit think, down for 20 minutes. I think we kind of know what, what they were doing. By, by, I mean, they probably have a price tag they would like Dez to play for yeah. and say, and you do it right there on March 13th when Allen Robinson's getting $14 million a year and everyone's getting all this, this big money, and then you, you cut him. Des is going to get a contract. You wait, you wait, you wait a little bit. Maybe the money's dried up a little bit, and it's to the point where, okay, now will you play for this? Which I still think the answer would be no. It's That's just you look at this roster, and it's – Dave's talked about it. I mean, it's – there are so many receivers here, and there's only so many passes that are going to go around, especially when you're a run-first offense. I, I don't know how it all shakes out at this point, assuming Des is on the team still. Like, they've got to figure it out. I know they say competition, but you signed Alan Hearns to play for you next year right. and play some, play some meaningful snaps, I would think. I don't, I, I don't know how it makes sense with Dez on the team, honestly. I don't, I don't know how you spread. I mean, you've got, you've got two receivers that work only in the slot. You've got Terrence Williams and Alan Hearns. I would hope you're at least going to give Noah Brown a chance to compete to keep his job at training camp. Uh, and then they are taking a hard look at receivers in the draft. No, they're going to draft. That's the other part of it, yeah. And yeah. so, again, I, I don't know how you make the numbers make sense with Dez on the team. Not just from a financial aspect, but how you make the offense go. I mean, I wrote a column about this last week. It's like there, There's so much writing on the wall. There's so much smoke. And I don't feel comfortable saying for sure what's going to happen, but... They sure want people to believe they're going to do something with Des. I mean, that that is what every indication points toward is that he's not going to be on this team. You know, that's I don't what think, it looks like. I don't think at this point they should do anything before the draft as far as taking action. But obviously, you should meet with him and figure out where each person stands in. Or is that how you say? It? Yeah. It, yeah. What their Make stance is right yeah. there, and you know, see what Des is willing to do or not. If that's the case, you know, I think that at the end of the day, maybe this was a good strategy to wait. And I think playing mind games with this, <laughs> you're, you're letting this, scary. you know, it is scary, but 
you know, we know he's a very emotional guy, and this yeah. actually hurts him a lot. Hearing all the yeah. negative comments on social media and all that from the media, but if they do that, you think Des would become a little more rational when it comes to that meeting, and in, if they were wanting to ask him for a pay cut, wouldn't he accept? We, we've talked about that on our show. If, if you come to him in a respectful way and say, this is what we're trying to do. There's nothing. You, th you think he would, he would agree to that because he wants to be here. I don't think he wants to play for any other football yeah. team. He's never wanted to play for any other There's football team. There's nothing respectful about letting this drag out until April 13th and now have supposedly, let's say they talk Friday and this is the first time they've talked. There's nothing respectful about that. Well, it all comes down to business. It, it, there's a way. I, I think there's a way you can handle it in a business-like fashion without. I, I mean, I agree with you about the business, but the business has not changed. Like his contract hasn't changed. Right. All that stuff that we knew has been sitting there, and they, you know, it's not like that's why I think something's going to happen. I really do think he will probably be released at this point because I can't imagine how you would sit down and talk and now you look at this contract and go, oh, we can do that. I mean, it's the same as it's always been. That's this, kind of my point. Too. This is the Romo thing to me, like all over again. Different types of circumstances, but and I don't know what the end result's going to be. And Tony ultimately was let go. He asked for his release. But I think it was a year ago today that it happened, just about, or th this close. this week, uh, yeah. something like that. And it was the same type thing. It dragged on, and, and Jerry talked about how we have great communication, but there wasn't a resolution. And but, I, you know, it, it, it has it, lasted a long time here. And as it dragged on, what happened? What was Tony doing? He was working a deal for CBS. He was he already could do his next move and all yeah, that. Yeah, he was. You're right. You know, was, and yeah. by that time he, he had a plan. He was cut. He was doing this and. But like, you had oh. Dag was on the team, and yeah. at this point, when it comes to wide receiver, who is better than Des right now? I mean, yeah, he's not. He didn't do great, but we all agree that he is the best player they got at wide receiver. I think so. Yeah, I would agree with yes. that for the time being. So it's like you don't, you don't have a deck, a wide receiver that comes in and wows everyone and everyone's excited about. And, yeah. now, you know, they they have to get that guy first. I think well, you I look think at so. Alan Hearns and you say two years ago he, he had that type of season, that potentially a thousand-yard guy, but he, he's had injuries and Dez has had injuries. And so maybe that's they're looking at their numbers and saying, hey, we you know, competition, depth, all that kind of stuff. Here's okay. the other thing, too, is uh, you mentioned it. Dez isn't, he's not going to get uh, Sammy Watkins money if he is released. Like, he's not just right. going to pace the market. But he's the type of, much like Tyron Matthew back at the height of free agency, he's the type of free agent where when he hits the open market, 8 to 12 front offices are going to perk up and be like, like, we could make the money right. work for this guy, right? Yeah, like, we can offer this guy a competitive deal. Yeah. Like, somebody will want him. Like, he, he will not be, if he is released, I'll be shocked if he's unemployed for more than like five days. And if, unless the money is just outrageous for one particular team, but, but I, I guarantee you, if you're not on the Cowboys schedule, I don't think he's interested. Now, what if the Cowboys are thinking that, sorry. <laughs> Nothing, no. What if, you know how Jerry said that they do have the money for it, to pay for it, as long as that person is being productive and you know balancing of and making it worth the money what if they're thinking that he can be that guy this year i mean and he and, and just take the risk for it if they think he can be that guy and that it goes back to sitting on the bus with jerry at the combine and he said he said something like that like well we can make this work if we want to we need to talk with des and 
Somebody asked him the question, was like, well, if you think he's a number one receiver, why do you have to have a conversation at all? Right. Like, why do you keep talking about how you need to have this True. talk if nothing has to change? So I don't buy that at all. So, I, like I said, I just, it's... You're saying they've they've prepared for life without him yeah. if, if they so choose to take that step. Sure. They've signed Which, two receivers. Well, they're looking at receivers. They are the theoretically, they're prepared for life with him. Like, they could carry that his too. money... They they could make it work, but like, why is there so much smoke to the contrary? If they're okay with that, like everywhere, that's all we're talking about. We're talking about them potentially releasing him right now. That's how, like, that's just how the insane amount of of speculation and anonymous information that's come out about how they might want to do that. It's just for it to amount to nothing would surprise me at this point. I keep thinking of the movie A Few Good Men. If Santiago wasn't in danger, why did he need to be transferred off the great, base? Great movie. Maybe my favorite ever. Hey, maybe, maybe there's some, hey, you know what? Maybe there's some truth to what Jerry said to us at the ribbon cutting grand opening of the star a couple weeks ago. Did you hear what he said? I he goes, refresh my memory. Which part? Yeah, which he said, part? He said, um, not running over the art, right? He said, I, he was joking. Maybe there's a hint of truth. He said, I told Dez to stay away from the building because oh, yeah. I just want this to stay in the news. Oh, Let's yeah. just keep oh. the headlines going. Let's keep the Cowboys Not front here. page. He buried <laughs> it second segment. <laughs> well, point. we did guard talk. And it was hey, good. drama sells. There, there's probably some validity to that, in all honesty. I mean, it's, it, it, has, it has been a talking point from December until today. Yes. Uh, with, without much in the way of developing... As a story, I mean, this year's Romo. Dez, Dez talked in February before the combine. So, like, Dez talked two months ago, and that's really been the only development in this story since. And and it still just has this crazy shelf life because people want to know. And uh, we do too. We're sorry now, we can't be of more help. If sorry. you're the one who has the power to make the decision, are you in a rush? You, you can make the decision whenever you want. Uh, I wouldn't be in a rush, but again, like, I get the point, but I'm just saying, looking at another perspective of it. I, I don't see the point. Okay, we, we talked about it at the start of the segment. You probably want to have it resolved before he shows up for workouts if he decides to. So if you can't wait until the draft, then I don't see the point in dragging it out. I, yeah. I would have – you're right. They don't have to rush, and there is a business aspect to this. But I would have think that you could have at least had a conversation with the guy by the and side. And I don't, of I don't disagree. I'm just trying to make sense of it somehow. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> make sense out of all this. All right, we're going to take our last break. We'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more about the draft. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about 
about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. All right, we're back here on the break. Final segment. Let's talk a little bit about this Star Magazine. I've got the cover here. Uh, you can get your copy all, both online and the, the uh, physical just magazine still exists here. The Cowboy Star, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, James Washington. See what we did there? Wide receivers we talked about there. You can we're get not it. implying anything. Four ninety five. You can shop DallasCowboys.com. Or one eight seven seven NFC boys wide receiver. You think they're going to get a wide receiver in this draft? I mean, not in this draft. They got ten picks. They can get everybody but a deep snapper in this draft. But first two days, you think you think Thursday or Friday we're going to see a wide receiver here? I do. Yeah. Um, With or without Dez? Yes. I, one way or the other. I which is so weird because. It doesn't make sense for them to do that if Dez is on the team, <laughs> but I just try to read the tea leaves. Well, think about it. If Dez is on the team in 2018, di- is he on the team in 19? For sure. Do you know he's on the team in 19? Probably not. Terrence Williams. Probably not. Then you got to get a receiver. Yeah. Cole Dez. Beasley, contract year. Yeah. No, you I got Switzer. Right, right. But I mean, you're talking about a guy. Yeah, I think you I'm need kidding. a I know. You need no. get a receiver, regardless of who you have. I I agree, and that's why you know you got Hearns on what a two-year deal. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm not convinced it'll be 19, but I think by the end of Friday, I think they'll have added a receiver. That's my guess. Let's say it is 19. Ridley, is that, is that the one guy that makes the most sense? I know you love DJ Moore. Well, I, I love DJ Moore, and I try not to push that on other people because I don't want to push them in the wrong direction. I want to try to make people sound smart. But they brought DJ Moore in on a visit. Sure. That's, and that is, we know, that is the tell-all indicator of who they want to draft in the first round. I feel confident saying they're not going to get him at 50. So if they brought him in on a visit, that to me, that says they're at least toying with the idea of drafting him 19th overall. They, they at least want to cover their bases. So, real quick, Rob, if, if they go to 19, if they, if they trade 19 back to, like let's say, 26, pick up a third or maybe a late second in that process and get DJ Moore... Are you going to be as excited as... I would try to do a backflip. I was going to say cartwheel. I was going to say cartwheel, backflip. I had some money going on that. I'll jump off. I don't think... I don't think... But I don't think that's realistic because there's a couple teams... Like, that's kind of his range is 22 to 26. I know the Carolina Panthers picking at 24 love him. Um, They brought him in for a 30 visit earlier this week. It's kind of one of those things where people will be like, Oh, 19's too rich for DJ Moore. Like, Shut up and pick him because he's going to go 23. Like, is the difference between yeah. 19 and 23 that yeah. vast? Um, yeah, but pick, no, if, if they if they could trade back and get him, that would be awesome. I, I don't, I'm not banking on it to happen, but 
I'd be excited. Who would be, Rob, who would be your receiver of choice here? 19 or 50 or maybe uh, than that. What about my man right here on the cover? Man. The Aggie? Kirk. I mean, yeah. I don't know where he fits with the, does he play inside or outside, but I know where he, where he fits at, at AT&T Stadium, and that's in the end zone, because every time he plays there against Arkansas, he's scoring two or three touchdowns a game. To me, yes, bring him. I, I don't. I don't know if he can play outside in this league consistently. I know Brian has questions about that, and I trust Brian, trust Dave too. Uh, no, but trust Brian. No, I trust both. But he's just a smart player who gets open, finds a way. He runs routes correctly. He's explosive, deceptively explosive. He can return kicks for you. I feel like he's going to end up going to a team like New England, and he's going to have a Super Bowl ring. Because I, <laughs> sure. I just think he's. I just think he's. He's a guy who's going to wind up playing right here. He's going to play ten years in the league and be really, really productive for somebody. That play right there, and I remember this game, and they're, they're one of his six touchdowns that game against Arkansas, but he, it was a really great play because he's trying to figure out where to get open. He's the play breaks down, the guy rolls out, and he just finds a crease. That, to me, is, is a guy that, that knows how to – yes, even when you, you, you want to run Chris Brown. Now, this play, we could just stop this because this is going to oh, take about red end seven zone seconds right, there. right yeah. here. I mean, this is, this is what you're drafted, you're, right? There. I mean, just and gone. see, but people say he's me. not fast. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> and it's kind of I'll say this. He looks he looks far more electric on the field than he does when he's running like the 40, which that's yeah. that's what you want. Obviously. I think you have to, I think you have to say the same thing for this other guy on, on our on magazine here, James Washington, which I know you don't really love him as a as a receiver, but he is a guy that will kind of run by people. It's here, here we go, cue the tape. But um you know, and, and I think it's the 28 that kind of looks like he's a, he's a big running back, but he can, he can fly. He can get down the field. Here's, uh, honestly, I'll say all three of these guys, I, I'm sure, can we fire up some Cortland Sutton tape while we're at it? Because that's the three guys on the cover of our magazine. Uh, I feel... Uh, boom. I, yeah, there we go. I feel similarly about all these guys. I mean, they're very different receivers. Mm. Uh, I'm down to draft any of them in the second round. I just don't want... To use pick 19 on them. No, we on yeah. talking Cowboys. When you filled in a couple weeks ago, you think there's smoke with Alabama visit. Jason yeah. Garrett and the staff going yeah. down there. I think it's more you know, they've done it before. There's a lot of draftable prospects. You're kind of, you know, it's two good. birds with one stone kind of a thing, or 19, 19 birds, with one birds stone, yeah, whatever. How many guys are going to get drafted? I think if you if you are drafting a receiver at 19, Ridley, ready made route running can just step in and play for you. I don't know if he has the ceiling of DJ Moore necessarily. Um, but small guy, yeah. But we saw, we saw him here last week, and I'm, like I get it, it's ironic coming from me. I'm five five or whatever, but oh. he's he's he look he's need to put some meat on those bones. Who Ridley? Yeah. yeah, Calvin Ridley. But I mean, and it there's and that's the cool thing about this receiver class is maybe maybe two Ridley and more. Maybe Sutton goes late in the first. Yeah, Kirk's the second round pick, you think? I think all, I honestly, I think all three of these guys, Kirk, Washington, and Sutton are second round picks with the exception, maybe somebody falls in love with Sutton's upside because he's 6'3 and drafts him in the first. Um, but none of them get to 50. I don't think so. That's, and that's the thing is, yeah. so you got to take that into account. But the top, of the, the top of the board with Ridley and Moore is not super stacked, but it goes like 10 deep. And you ask 10 different people who follow the draft, None of them agree. Uh, Michael Gallup is a guy that comes to mind. Memphis um, guy. Uh, Anthony Miller. 
uh, Jamon Moore from Missouri. There's, any, there's any, like 10 guys that, you know, people feel differently about depending on who you ask. So even if these three guys are gone by 50, there will be a guy there at 50. There will be a guy there at 81. Like they can definitely add to this position in any of those three rounds. Amber, they need a receiver in the first two picks, 19 or 50. You know what? I'm. <laughs> yeah, what, Amber? No, I don't. I don't want a receiver. Definitely not a 19. Maybe second round. Okay. Yeah, we can discuss it depending who's still available. But as far as 19. No way. Regardless of whether Des is on the team or not, I would not go for it. What do you want, AG? In a <laughs> fantasy world, I would want them to trade up and get a safety. Ooh. Ooh. Like, you sound like me. <laughs> yeah. Derwin James. Maybe, yeah, Derwin James, but I doubt that's going to happen. All right. 19. They're picking 19. What do you want? Well, everything's pointing towards linebacker right now. Give me a linebacker. I, I'm not that I, agree. I mean, they do need a linebacker. I wouldn't yeah. be upset at it, but I, I mean, That's I don't know. That's the perfect way to put it. I would not be upset about them drafting a linebacker, but I would just be like, yeah, okay. Which, but wow. they need it. They Which, badly no, need I know depth. They, and that's, I, that's, I wouldn't be mad about it, but I wouldn't be excited either. I okay, just, okay. The two studs are going to be off the board. You're sitting at 19. They need a linebacker. You get the choice. Do you take the guy from the powerhouse of all powerhouses that bring out players every year in Alabama or take Boise State, who the Cowboys just seem to love taking players from? Sure do. And you can, there's other differences you know, between those two players as well. Most of the Boise guys that they've spent, I mean, when they draft a Boise guy, it's worked out. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Ty Tyrone hasn't that's worked out contract, but yeah, he's a he's third round a pick player. in 2012, yes. and he's still yeah. a starter here. So yeah, so worked out great with Skandrick. Was a great pick in the fifth round. Ten looking years. real good with Demarcus. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, I would rather have Rashawn Picking up Evans. Kellen Moore has been really course, good for the quarterback yeah. room. I would rather have Rashawn Evans, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. Leighton Vanderesh is he's fine. He's I'm okay with that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe. In the last maybe eight years, between the guys that they've drafted offensively versus the ones defensively, all the offense players have made a Pro Bowl. In the last oh, seven years? Oh, you're going to make me do math maybe on the air. Like first, did you say first seven round? Year, yeah, with their first round pick. I think. Uh, not, not one defensive player. Zach, I think I just Travis, saw that, like, Tyron, Dez. Dez. Uh, uh, Ezekiel, Zeke, yeah, Jones. wow, I forgot the one that they picked the highest. Round. Yeah, well, yeah, and then Byron Jones, Mo Claiborne. Yeah. I think the there's the it's, yeah, it's five versus two, and well, three now. They've hit on Taco. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That, I mean, they have more luck in the offense. They have had way more luck with their offense, and that's been. I mean, if they can start hitting on these defensive draft picks the way they have on the offensive side, they might really have some. I'm surprised they haven't taken a Bama guy. And just because the, the McClay way has been big programs and there is no bigger program than Alabama, I hate to say it, it just hasn't worked out that way. Maybe this is the year. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And they'll, I mean, there's three dudes from the same. That's, and that goes back to my point about, okay, I get it. Jason Garrett and Nick Saban are friends. Tuscaloosa's on the way back from Orlando, I guess. I don't even know if the oh. geography makes sense. But there's three dudes from the same school that fit right into that range at 19, like right where they're going to be picking. Ridley, Deron Payne, and Rashawn Evans. It's Texas Triangle. Yeah, I mean, just knock them all out. Send that. Yeah. Said, go get the head coach to sign off on them, I guess. Okay, let's just say that that's what you hear. They drafted a pick. The pick is in. He's from Alabama. 
Who do you want it to be? And they're all available, let's say. Those three guys, just Alabama. I, I, I said the receiver who you say weighs 100 pounds. 185, <laughs> I think. Uh, I, I would want Evans, even though yeah. I just said it wouldn't excite me. He represents the biggest need. Yes. Prediction? Pain. Mm, another good movie. Poss- hey, and honestly, I think that would be great, too, because, I mean, David Irving's on a one-year deal. Malik Collins is there, uh, but you, I mean, depending on how you want to use those guys, Payne can play one technique. I also think he'd be a pretty monstrous three technique. So pretty good tight end. Nothing Amber. wrong with that. Amber, you got a vote? You got your linebacker, if needed. He wears ninety-four. No, well, he can't have that here. Not, not right now. Why not? I mean, the popular vote. Vander Ish. How do you say his? his yeah. Leighton Vander Ish. He's the yes. popular vote from. What I've seen nice. right now, as, as far as linebacker. Two of our two cents were him. Oh, yeah? But we can I kinda, right to change our mind, obviously. <laughs> you said you changed, changed it from uh, Hernandez. Who's your new one? I'm going to go back that. to Hernandez. We're going to do know? that Friday, Hernandez. Are we? Yeah, yeah, I'll, try, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. I'll get to yeah. work. I, I don't wonder if it'll be our biggest story, but we might. We'll do that on Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know who my number one pick will be there. I mean, I, I had pain. I, I don't know if I need Have to change Have you changed it. Who did you pick for the mock draft that you guys did, the two-cent one? Yeah, I did Deron Payne. I, I don't know if I'll, if I'll change it. Huh. I, I mean, I, I still like like him. He was one of the guys they visited. I'm going to ride this Rashawn Evans train until I have a reason to think otherwise. I just, like, I mean, the signs point toward linebacker right now. I mean, that's, again, a lot of smoke. That's just kind of how I feel right now. I mean, with 10 draft picks... I think I think I would I would like to move. This would be one year where I would like to move up. I'm not a big fan of it all the time, but I think there just seems to be big drop-offs between 13 and 14 and 19. I don't know if they're gonna move up at 19, but I I'll bet you any money that they don't make 10 picks. They're just it's not gonna happen. I could it, see it less than 10. Yeah, like seven. It'll or be eight. a 12. No. Yeah. I hate to sound like. Cowboys brass at the pre-draft press conference every year, where it's Ooh. like, well, we could do anything. Ooh. But really, it, the options you could—I could see one of three ways, really. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, I know they don't tell you anything, and they shouldn't <laughs> tell you anything. But they make it sound like they're saying like something really, <laughs> really meaningful. In a know? way, 19 is kind of no man's land because how many first-round picks do you have? You may, maybe you don't have 19. Yeah, right. So okay, maybe you trade down, or maybe you you see a guy you really want, you trade up, or—and Jerry spoke to this. If a bunch of quarterbacks get taken and they always get drafted higher than they should, maybe a guy falls to you. Maybe you get lucky. You know, I think maybe Lamar, you just stay. Dave, I know you've yeah. said this a bunch of times. Lamar Jackson's the key for the Cowboys. Lamar Jackson from Louisville. He's a guy that needs to be in the top 18. He is. Well, there's. A, I actually I put out a tweet about this the other day. There's a handful of guys that could really be big for the Cowboys. And like we talked about in the first segment, we talked about Mike McGlinchey as a pick. What about trade bait? And Mike McGlinchey might be the best tackle in the draft. Connor, Connor Williams is probably right there behind him. If, uh, if somebody, you know, New England just let their right tackle go to New York for $60 million, if somebody decides they need to get the best tackle in the draft, that could be huge. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, Colton Miller, Connor Williams, those are all names I've got my eye on. Um, I'm trying to I – mean, and then obviously the quarterbacks, but – How weird would that be if New England at 31 – Jumps to 19. Well, they're at 23 now. 23. That's right. That's right. I was thinking them at 30. Let's say somebody in that range of the 30s, 30, 31, trades with you to 19. 
Now, just like they did, what, 2013 with Travis Frederick? Yeah. Mm. 19 to like 30, 31. Now you're talking about a bunch of different players, different scenarios that don't don't seem such a good idea at 19. Yeah, absolutely. But at 30, which, it's well, all open. 23. Which, but... I'm just saying if they move to 30. Oh, if they England, moved, okay, England, I'm sorry. England, just back to 30, 31. Yeah. Just something in that range right there. It opens up the can for everybody. Even, well, and that goes back to, you know, the Cowboys... They got hosed in that trade when they jumped back to get Travis Frederick because they didn't want to make the pick. They just wanted to get out of there, so they took less than it was worth. What would be great is if, let's just say Mike McGlinchey, the best tackle on the board is there for you at 19 and somebody else is dying for it. You know, Let's say New England really wants to get up there and get that guy. Well, you can overcharge them because of what they, yeah. they need that. They need a right tackle, and so you're in control of that. I think that's they the want type, a quarterback, that's, too. Or, or that, yeah. That's the type of stuff that you're hoping for. Iron, and ironic part of that, is that, worth. Is that they, didn't, they didn't get what they should have in that trade. However, their pick, other than maybe Emmitt Smith at 17 overall, their pick, they might have the, the, the most value – ever of any first-round pick the Cowboys have taken, and Travis Frederick at yeah. 32. Um, and they got killed for that deal because yeah. they didn't get what it was worth. But you can't find – yeah, I mean, you won't really find another pick in the first round that has probably as much value. And that includes, you know, Michael Irvin and, and Zach Martin and Troy Aikman. I mean, I, I, three, three all-pros now? Yeah, and yeah. we're not I'm all-pro at 31 overall, not too shabby. Yep. A guy that wasn't really on anybody's radar. No, that's – I, I mean, that was my first draft, but every other draft we've done, 14, 15, 16, 17, like we've had a, we've had like a list in our head and we weren't surprised. That I, was, I was not ready for that at all. Yeah. That, I don't, Frederick I don't think off. there's any way we started this draft coverage uh, like Christmas time. There's no way that somebody's going to be picked at 19 that's going to be off the radar. That yeah. would, yeah. It's yeah, just feel, not happening. Dane and Brian, if it happens, I don't want to be around those. Th- good those point. Guys. Yeah, really good point. <laughs> all right. Next week, uh, who knows where we'll be and who's going to be on the set, but it'll be fun. So for Rob, Amber, Dave, I'm Nick. We'll see you next time on the break. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?